welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read a page of The Wise Man's Fear and then we talk about it. This is page 949, chapter 146, Failures. During spring term, I experienced several failures. The first of these was mostly a failure in my own eyes. I had expected that picking up Yillish would be relatively easy, but nothing could have been further from the truth. In a handful of days, I had learned enough Tima to defend myself in court. But Tima was a very orderly language, and I'd already known a little bit from my studies. Perhaps most importantly, there was a great deal of overlap between Tima and Aturin. They used the same characters for writing, and many words are related. Yilish shared nothing with Aturin or Shaldish, and even with Ademic for that matter. It was an irrational, tangled mess. Fourteen indicative verb tenses, bizarre formal inflections of address. You couldn't merely say, the chancellor's socks. Oh no, too simple. All ownership was oddly dual, as if the chancellor owned his socks, but at the same time, the socks somehow also gained ownership of the chancellor. This altered the use of both words in complex grammatical ways, as if the simple act of owning socks somehow fundamentally changed the nature of a person. So even after months of study with the chancellor, Yillish grammar was still a muddy jumble to me. All I had to show for my work was a messy smattering of vocabulary. My understanding of the story knots was even worse. I tried to improve matters by practicing with Dayok, but he wasn't much of a teacher, and admitted the only person he'd ever known who could read story knots had been his grandmother, who had died when he was very young. Second came my failure in advanced chemistry, taken under Mandrag's Giller, Anisat. While the material fascinated me, I did not get along with Anisat himself. That's the page. I'm Nick. I'm Jordana who is back from the land of boxes, but sadly, in her haste, she has packed Jeremy into a box. So (laughs) we're back, but not complete yet. We're just a duo, but welcome back, Jordana. Yay, glad to be back. I have upgraded from the land of boxes to the castle of Rubbermaid tubs. Ah, yes, the boxes have transmogrified into tubs. Indeed. So who knows what part of those tubs Jeremy may be in. That's right. Perhaps he has been preserved in a sort of brine a jeremy kimchi you might say jeremy kimchi (laughs) so this page is rife with stuff to close read the first thing i want to say is that in my book the word shaldish is spelt phonetically s-h-a-l-d-i-s-h well funny funny you should say that because uh in my book which i have uh i have pulled from from the uh actually i haven't pulled it jeff pulled it jeff pulled it from from one of the many of the pieces of the castle of rubbermaid tubs i can now check the spelling i just have to find it <laughs> well i mean we know we know this is a mistake because that's not how shalish is spelled uh throughout the rest of the book this is a an error in editing and i'm sure in your book it's corrected very very likely Reasonably it's meant likely. to be c-e-a-l-d as the shald is uh, normally spelled but at one point interesting to note it was apparently spelt s-h-a-l-d for the shald instead of the sealed that is kind of a fun background uh, as I mentioned, there's a lot to pick apart on this page. I think Jeremy's mentioned in the fact that Tima seems like it is related uh, in terms of its its form and function to Latin in the real world. It is an archaic language, rarely spoken. Uh, it is the language of uh, process and procedurals. And it has a lot in common with uh, other languages. If you know English and, and a smattering of words in other uh, languages that descend from Latin, you can probably piece together the meaning of a sentence in Latin because they have a lot in common. It seems to me that Tima fills the same role. Yilish, however, 
is, as Quoth says, an irrational tangled mess. I think tangled is an important term. And I think that the nature of the way it works is important. Wait, tangled uh, because it's like ropes and knots? Yes. Okay. And then the way relationships work in Yiddish, a thing has ownership over something, but then the thing, the other thing has ownership over the first thing. That sounds like a knot to me. Oh, yeah. The nature of the language is that of knots, is that of connections. And they point out in Yiddish that the nature of a thing changes fundamentally with its relationship to something else. That seems like a useful thing to know if you are a namer. I put to you that Yiddish is, if not the language of naming, it is a language that uh, is easier to name in because of the nature of the language. It's closer to the true understanding of a thing. Reasonable. Also, though, on the topic of like the socks and how like the whether or not someone owns socks can change the nature of a person, I posit to you... Uh, being from a place where it is cold, that the difference between socks and not socks really does change wh- how I react to things. Yeah. <laughs> and how friendly I might be. <laughs> 100%. I think this is a well-observed thing. This isn't just... Like, in order to name, you need to capture the nature of that person at that moment or, you know, thing. We had a bit of a conversation while you were trapped in the box about what it would take to name a person, which is a thing that we've only really seen happen with uh, Cinder and Felurian, I suppose. But now what's being injected is the idea that you might have to, like the name of a person might be a, a fickle thing, a changing thing that might change based on their nature and their their presence, which is perhaps uh, maybe one reason Quoth is not Quothy when he's in the inn, but is a little more Quothy when he's outside of it. Hmm. His nature changes because it, uh, it it injects something to him, like a sock might to a chancellor. Reasonable. Is it reasonable? I think so. I don't. I don't feel the instant urge to argue with you, so I'm gonna say probably. Ah, well, Renata, we won't have much of a episode if you don't argue with me. Well, that's Jeremy's job, and I locked him in a Rubbermaid tub. So yeah, what were you thinking? We need that ordinary well, bastard. Let's get to experiment. <laughs> okay, so this is an experiment, huh? Yes, we're gonna see if he comes out also made of rubber. Oh, so it it is rubber made, much like the Chancellor's socks. It makes the thing inside into rubber. Uh, I mean, I don't think that's what the Chancellor's socks are doing, but maybe. Well, you know, they're making his feet cozy. By the way, we're using the brand name Rubbermaid an awful lot. I just want to reiterate that we're not being paid by Rubbermaid in this. Yeah, episode. I don't. I don't know how else to describe those things. Tupperware. They're larger than Tupperware. Tupperware is also a brand name. Plastic containers. That's true. It is a brand name. <laughs> Oversized plastic containers. Uh huh. Well, uh, yeah. Jeremy is slowly dissolving inside an oversized plastic container. Um. Do we? Guess... Do we? Do we have mail? I guess, yeah, I guess I've said everything I wanted to say on this page. Uh, we do have some mail. Let me just uh, dig it out. Do, do, do. Here we go. This letter is from Patrick Not Rothfuss, who writes on page 938, Blood. Hello, pagers. On this page, you talk about the possibility that Davy never returned his blood or sold his blood and then gave him a counterfeit of some kind. I will give you the fact that she does not return his blood on the page, but I think it is very unlikely for a few reasons. 
First, we learn that it isn't about the money for Davy. She really deals in favors. She lends money to people in hopes they cannot pay her back, so they will do things for her that they would not be paid to do. Quoth demonstrates this earlier in the book when he refused Debbie's paid offer to show her the way into the archives. Second, she did not sell any of Quoth's other possessions that she had been keeping as collateral. She did not bring the lamp to Kilvin or wear Denna's ring. If she was okay with selling his blood, there was no reason not to use these other things. Third, she did not have time to make a counterfeit bottle of blood. She went from thinking he was dead to returning his talent pipes pretty quickly. There was no time for her to sneak off and make another bottle of blood before returning the talent pipes. This only leaves the possibility that she didn't return the blood at all, which is extremely unlikely, simply because Quoth would have mentioned explicitly that she didn't give the blood back and the reasoning she gave for it. I think the exchange just, ha- just happened off page. Thanks as always, signed Patrick Not Rothfuss. Now, uh, there is a fair bit of discourse around this letter, so rather than read every single comment, I urge you, the listener, to join us on Discord uh, for the discourse, for the Discord discourse. I will say... Uh, in response to this, uh, Patrick, uh, Cope, uh, Seath and Cope, uh, I think that this is confirmed. Uh, and the fact of that is that the chapter title is Bloodless. That is not an accident. Uh, the blood is conspicuously absent. Quoth is just overlooking it because he's happy to see his friend again and the stuff he's actually excited to get back. He's not thinking about the blood at all. It's totally slipped his mind. Uh, and uh, Davy did something with it behind the scenes. I don't think she sold it for money. But I do think that if someone offered her a favor that was uh, valuable enough and thinking both dead, uh, she would gladly exchange the blood. As someone else uh, in the Discord has pointed out, it is apparently worthless. If uh, if he is dead, uh, it is worthless to anyone who thinks he is dead. But if someone knows he isn't dead and wants his blood to track him or do other malfeasance with him, then it may have value. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm sorry, I don't agree. I think that the uh, blood's absence is conspicuous. I tend to agree, but you know, nothing is set in stone. That's true. As someone points out, also, she might just have not returned it. She might still have it to keep him uh, keep him in her hands. But I don't know about that. Okay, I have a quick note that is not about the letter, but it is back to the page. And you were talking about the spelling of Shaldish earlier. And I hadn't scanned the page at the same time as you were reading it. And now I'm looking for the word Shaldish and I cannot see it in either spelling. And so I'm wondering in what sentence it appears in your book. It's uh, the third paragraph from the beginning of the chapter. Yilis shared nothing with a Turin or Shaldish. Ah, okay. So in my book, it is not the word Shaldish. It is Siaru. Ah. S-I-A-R-U. Interesting. I'm glad we... uh... I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad uh, that Jeff was able to. Everybody, thank Jeff for pulling the book from the Rubbermaid castle. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad we. Uh, I'm glad we solved that because uh, that was interesting. Also, yeah, Kvothe doesn't know Shaldish, does he? Or if he does, he doesn't talk about it often. Yeah. Also, well, like, just the fact that he's like he's touching on all these different languages and like, good job him. Languages are hard. You know, I'm a, I'm impressed. Yeah. I'm impre- I'm impressed with anyone who can manage. Two or more languages. <laughs> yeah, it's extremely impressive. I guess the last thing that bears mentioning on um, with regards to language is that there is some very compelling theory that uh, the language, your your first language kind of dictates or at least profoundly affects the way you think. Uh, and I think that is part of the, uh, the, the magic of Yilish. I believe I said earlier that Yelish may be the magic of naming, maybe or the language of naming. Maybe it's not literally the language of naming, but I think if you 
can think in Yiddish, you're probably closer to thinking in the naming state. This seems very, very plausible. I like it. It does. Like like many of my theories, they do seem very plausible. Uh, Maybe. Listeners, you can tell me how plausible my theories are when we return tomorrow for another page of the Wii.